We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, how you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the future award-winning Talk About Flow podcast, part of the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much, as always, for locking in today. All right, folks, so today, it's, it's a new week here. I hope you all enjoy the Independence Day holiday weekend. I certainly did. Uh, today is going to be part three of what is an 11 part series that I'm running from now through the start of Buffalo Bills training camp later this month. And what I've been doing is counting down the 10 top Buffalo Bills of all time at specific positions. Uh, we've already done quarterbacks and running backs. We did those both last week. So those are down the shoot already. Today, we're going to be counting down the 10 best wide receivers in Buffalo Bills history. Uh, like I said with the first two, these won't be particularly long episodes. I'm going to keep trying to focus on making these as short and uh, as easily consumable for everyone out there listening or watching as humanly possible. And I did this the first two times. I want to say it again. I want to re keep reiterating this. These top 10 lists that you hear over these next couple weeks, they come solely from moi. From me, me, myself, no one else. These are my own player evaluations. I did not confer with media members. I did not reach out to fans. I didn't poll fans to ask for their opinions. These top 10 lists that I'm doing right now, these are my opinions and, and my opinions alone. And my criteria is a handful of factors. Uh, they range from personal achievement on the field to longevity, to productivity. Uh, and I also factored in team success, at least to an extent. And, uh, you know, these guys, they're all, this is when they were a member of the Buffalo Bills. I don't care what players did before or after their Buffalo careers, because, you know, throughout the history, there's been many great players who came to the Bills. You know, their best years were way before they got to Buffalo, or maybe their best years in some cases or after they left Buffalo. This is top 10 all-time Buffalo Bills, what they did as a Buffalo Bill. You know, obviously, this is an extremely subjective exercise, and that's what I call it, an exercise, because that's what it is at the end of the day. Um, you know, many of your opinions are going to vary. 
Some of you will agree. Some of you will wholeheartedly disagree. Uh, through the first two episodes, quarterbacks and running backs, I, I don't really think there was any controversy. A couple people, I have Jim Kelly, number one, of course. And there's a few fans, and I think younger ones out there mainly, who think Josh Allen should already be number one because he's more talented than Jim Kelly ever was. And I'm not going to deny that. I agree. But Jim Kelly's body of work, it would be disrespectful to not have him number one. He's a NFL Hall of Famer. Anyway, so some people disagreed about that. When it came to the running backs, I, I think the big thing was I had OJ Simpson number one. And maybe that was a little bit controversial. And, uh, you know, some people, a lot of people think Thurman Thomas should be number one. And that's a fair point. I'm not going to say it's not a fair point, especially considering how good of an all-around back Thurman was. But anyway, OJ, I could not have him number one. Because of on-field stuff, obviously. Greatest running back in Bill's history. One of the greatest running backs on the field in NFL history. But anyway... I always welcome your opinions and your reactions. You can send your your love tweets, your hate tweets, your lukewarm tweets, whatever, to at Pat Moran tweets. A uh, couple of things, and then we'll get jumping into this episode here. Number one, most of these I'm putting up on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed yet to our Talking Buffalo podcast YouTube channel, please go ahead and do that. Um, right now, what we're doing with our YouTube channel is I'm putting up most episodes, the full length episodes, but not all, but at least some of them. And I'm also putting up highlight clips, segments from episodes. And I'm doing that on YouTube because I don't want to clog up your, your podcast feed, your audio feed. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there subscribe to many podcasts. And the last thing you want is three or four segments plus a podcast coming, at least from mine anyway. So that's why I'm doing those on YouTube. So I got clips up there. I got some full episodes and I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Once I do that, I'm going to start doing some live streams. I'm going to start taping some of these shows live. So again, if you have not subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, please do that. Talk about flow podcast channel on YouTube. But anyway, I'm putting these up there as well. Uh, at the end of this episode, I'm going to lay out what the podcast schedule for the remainder of this series is going to be. And uh, one last thing, and I've said this on the last one, I'm recording this. I literally have hit record and I am doing no editing for any of these in this series. So there'll be a couple of times throughout this episode, I'm sure, hopefully not, but I'm sure it's going to happen where maybe I stumble over my words a little bit, or I might even make a mistake, but you know, this is going to be raw and with a couple of words, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to edit it, you know, using a golf term, I'm on the tee right now and I'm just going to grip it and rip it and uh see what happens so with that in mind let's jump in and uh get this list going today again here's my list of the top 10 best wide receivers in buffalo bills franchise history starting to count dog coming in at number 10 jerry butler jerry butler played seven years all with the buffalo bills 1979 to 1986 he made the all-rookie team in 1979. He had 48 catches, 834 yards, and four touchdowns. In his first three years in the league, Jerry Butler had 834, 832, and 842 receiving yards, respectively. So he was very consistent. Um, Jerry Butler is seventh all-time on the Bills receiving yards list. 
with 4,301. And he's 12th in catches with 278. Um, what kept Jerry Butler from being even more productive as a pro and, and probably at least a little bit higher on his list was uh, injuries. He missed nine games in 1982, seven games in 1983, and he missed the entire 1984 season with a knee injury. So that's two full seasons uh, of missing games from being hurt right there. You could add those to his totals. Uh, he did come back in 1985 after missing 84 and a good year. He led the Bills with 770 receiving yards, but he was mostly done after that. He played one more year and uh, he only had 15 catches for 302 yards and then Jerry Butler retired. So anyway, coming in at number 10, Jerry Butler. Keep it moving here. Number nine, his playing partner for a lot of his career, Frank Lewis. Frank Lewis played six years with the Bills, uh, the back half of his career from 1978 to 1983 after spending his first seven seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, his best years clearly were in Buffalo. We had a larger role than he did with Pittsburgh. In 1979, his second year with the team, Frank Lewis caught 54 passes for 1,082 yards. His best year was two years after that in 1981. Frank Lewis caught, or he, I should say he had career best of 70 receptions and 1,200 44 yards, 1,244 receiving yards. Very impressive season uh, for Frank Lewis. He was ninth in receptions in the NFL that year, and he made the Pro Bowl. Um, at the time, he was just the second Bill ever to have 1,000 yards receiving in uh, a single season. Marlon Briscoe was the first, by the way, 1,036 all the way back in 1970. Uh, Frank Lewis would go on to lead the Bills in receiving yards four different seasons, 1978, 1979, 1981, and 1982. And Frank Lewis led the team in receptions three times. And currently, he's 10th all-time in Bills receiving yards with 4,638. You know, back in those days, the Bills weren't legitimate NFL Super Bowl contenders. The offense was pretty fun. You had Joe Ferguson throwing to Butler and Frank Lewis with Joe Cribs running the football. That was a pretty fun offense to watch for the Buffalo Bills. Anyway, so Jerry Butler at 10 and Frank Lewis at number 9. Coming in at number 8, an NFL Hall of Famer, James Lofton. James Lofton spent four years with the Buffalo Bills, 1989 to 1992. Uh, he came to Buffalo after nine seasons with the Green Bay Packers, where, again, I said this at the beginning of the episode, James Lofton, before he got to Buffalo, that's basically what built his NFL Hall of Fame career. With the Packers, um, James Lofton went over 1,000 yards five times, and he led the NFL in yards per reception twice. Um, when he came to Buffalo, he was already... By NFL standards, especially receiver standards, old. James Lofton was 33 years old when he came to the Bills. Um, basically did nothing in year one. Played in 12 games, only started in two. And that season he had just eight catches for 166 yards. So all three of those catches did go for touchdowns. Um, 
Second year, year two, 1990, James Lofton became a starter and he caught 35 passes for 712 yards. His best year was in his third year with the Bills, 1991. That season, he caught 57 passes and he went for 1,072 yards and eight touchdowns and he made the Pro Bowl that season. And again, this is James Lofton at 35 years old going over 1,000 yards receiving plus adding eight touchdowns. 1992 is last year with the team. Caught 51 passes for 786 yards and six touchdowns. But that was it for James Lofton in his Bills career after four years. After that, he was gone. The team did not renew his contract and they went with a younger Billy Brooks instead. James Lofton is, uh, you know, again, his stats don't really tell the story. Sometimes stats don't always tell the story. And if you were, I guess, fortunate enough to be old enough to watch the Buffalo Bills during this era, you would know that his his presence, James Lofton's presence, did a lot to help the Bills offense beyond stats. His presence helped Andre Reid tremendously. It helped the running game with Thurman Thomas and Kenneth Davis tremendously. Obviously, it helped Jim Kelly tremendously. James Lofton was a very positive influence on the field and off the field for the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, statistically, it's not like he didn't do anything. For his four years, James Lofton ended up having 151 catches for 2,736 yards. That's good for 15th all-time in team history. And maybe the most impressive stat, you want to talk about a big playmaker, James Lofton had an incredibly impressive 18.1 yards per catch and 21 touchdowns. The 12th, or the 21 touchdowns is 12th all-time in team history. And had he had enough catches to be eligible, um, his 18.1 yards per catch would be right there uh, at the top. But again, his more than his stats, his presence did a lot to help this Buffalo Bills offense. So that's why, despite not really having gaudy numbers, I still have him in the Bills' top 10, and I got him coming in at number eight. All right, moving on here. Number seven, Bob Chandler. Bob Chandler spent nine years with the Buffalo Bills, 1971 to 1979. A very productive wide receiver. Uh, His best stretch came from 1975 to 1977. In 1975, he had 55 catches for 746 yards and six touchdowns. His 55 catches that year were fifth in the NFL. By the way, you go back to those mid-70s. In today's NFL, you get 55 catches. I don't even think you're considered a good player. I don't even think you're a good receiver with 55 catches. At least not that good. Back in 1975, that was good for fifth in the NFL. Uh, anyway, next year, 1976, he set a career high with uh, 61 catches. And he also had a career high 824 yards with 10 touchdowns. That's a pretty impressive year. His 61 catches were actually second in the entire NFL that year. His 824 yards was sixth in the NFL that year. Uh, his 10 TDs were third in the NFL that season. And to this day is tied for second um, amongst all Bills in single season of franchise history behind only Bill Brooks, who had 11 um, in 1995. By the way, all these years, and Sal Capaccio brought this up on a podcast a couple weeks ago when he was on the show. All the all the years in, in the history of the Buffalo Bills and 11 touchdown catches is still the most in franchise history. Bill Brooks said that. 
you would or set that I should say you that's hard to believe that only 11 touchdowns would be the team record but anyway Bob Chandler just one short in 76 1977 60 catches just one off his career best for 745 yards his 60 catches were second in the NFL his 745 yards receiving were 10th in the NFL so 1976 he was second in the NFL and in 1977 he was second in the NFL in catches Nobody in the league, except for one or two people, caught more passes than Bob Chandler over that two-year span. Uh, in total, Bob Chandler led the Bills in receiving yards four times. He led uh, in receptions five times. Currently, he's ninth all-time in receptions with 295. He's eighth in receiving yards, 3,999. And he's fifth in touchdown receptions at 34. Bob Chandler was essentially Cole Beasley for the Buffalo Bills in the 70s. Uh, really productive guy for quite a while. But by the way, after the Bills, he went to the Raiders and uh, in 1980, put, he put together another 10-catch season with the Raiders. Very good player. You know, in real time as I'm doing this and, and I'm going through this list, I'm starting to think that maybe I had Bob Chandler too low. Seven might be too low for this list. Coming in at number six, Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson spent six years with the Buffalo Bills, 2008 to 2013. To this point, to this day, uh, maybe Stephon Diggs has something to say about that this coming season. But right now, anyway, Stevie Johnson is the only wide receiver in the history of the Buffalo Bills to have over 1,000 yards receiving in three straight seasons. Uh, he had 1,073 yards in 2010. He had 1,004 in 2011, and he had 1,046 in 2012. Uh, that third year in 2010, that was his best season. He caught 82 passes. He had 10 touchdowns to go with his 1,073 yards. He obviously led the Bills in catches and yards those three years, and he has three of the best 23 single-season yardage performances in franchise history. His 82 catches in 2010, his 12th best in franchise history, his 10 touchdown catches in 2018, is tied for second most in franchise history, like we just talked about with Bob Chandler. Uh, for his Bills career, he's eighth all-time in receptions with 301, and he's ninth in receiving yards, 3,832. So again, he's a top 10 all-time player when it comes to receptions and receiving yards for the Bills. Uh, furthermore, and I'm not really sure how much this matters for the purpose of this list, but it's worth noting uh, Stevie Johnson was and still remains one of the team's uh, more popular players ever. And he's certainly one of the great seventh round picks in franchise history. A seventh round pick out of Kentucky who turned out to be a really, really good pro for the Buffalo Bills. All right, so that is 10 through 6. And to recap that real quick, we had Jerry Butler coming in at 10. Uh, Frank Lewis at nine, James Lofton at eight, Bob Chandler at seven, and Stevie Johnson at six. Going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back and count down five through one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back here talking Buffalo Podcast, counting down the top 10 wide receivers in NFL history. We're at number five. We're going to pick it up. Lee Evans. Lee Evans spent seven years with the Buffalo Bills, 2004 to 2010. What a great first round pick Lee Evans turned out to be. 48 catches for 843 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie. And then he followed that by going for 48 catches for 743 yards and seven touchdowns in his second year. And by the way, his 17.6 yards per catch his first year as a rookie. That was sixth in the entire NFL. His breakout year came in year three, 2006. Uh, that season, he caught 82 passes for 1,292 yards and eight touchdowns. And he did that with J.P. Lossman as his quarterback. Uh, a 12, uh, 1292 receiving yards, six in the entire NFL that season. Two years later in 2008, he got 63 passes for 1,017 yards. Uh, he led the Bills in receptions and receiving yards from 2006 to 2008, so three straight years. And then when you look at the all-time marks, his... Uh, is 1,292 yards receiving in 2006. That's good for sixth in franchise history. Uh, his 43 career touchdown receptions is third most in franchise history. His 5,934 career receiving yards. That's also good for third most in franchise history. And his 377 career receptions is fourth in franchise history. So if you're asking why is Lee Evans ranked that high? Well, only two Bills have ever had more TD receptions. Only two Bills have ever had more receiving yards. 
and only three Bills have ever caught more passes. So that's why he's number five. All right, let's keep this moving. Number four, Albert Dubinian. Spent nine years with the Bills, 1960 to 1968. He caught 294 passes for 5,294 yards and 35 touchdowns with the Bills in 1964. Of course, that's the year the Bills won their first AFL championship. Albert had 1,139 receiving yards. He was the first Bill ever to go over 1,000 yards receiving. He also had 10 touchdowns that season. And uh, he led the AFL with a staggering 27.1 yards per catch. 27.1 yards per catch. Are you shitting me right now? Wow. And I did say this again at the beginning of the podcast. I want you to remember this. Team success matters. The Bills have won two championships in their existence, 1964, 1965, both in the AFL. So that's going to carry some weight, not just with this position, but previous ones I've done and and positions to come. But yeah, man, 27.1 yards per catch, uh, 10 touchdowns and, and 1,139 receiving yards in 1964. Damn. Um, He also had 959 receiving yards in 1963. He had 752 receiving yards in 1960. And he had 747 receiving yards in 1966. And the ball wasn't thrown that much back in those days. That's just incredible. Uh, In total, he led the Bills in receiving yards five different seasons. Uh, For his career, he averaged 18.0 yards per catch. Again, you want to talk about a big play receiver? You know, Lee Evans, big play receiver, sure. But Albert Dominion, just on another level. 18 yards per catch, man. Um, He was a five-time second-team All-NFL player. Um, Currently, when you look at the all-time list for the Bills, he's 10th all-time in receptions with 294. He's 4th all-time in receiving yards with 5,294. He's also 4th all-time with 35 touchdown catches. And obviously, he's 1st all-time with 18.0 yards per catch last but not least he is a buffalo bills wall of famer and he has been on the bills wall of fame going all the way back to 1993 so albert debidian comes in at number four coming in at number three a name that young bills fans will even be very familiar with that's because he's playing for the buffalo bills right now of course i'm talking about stefan diggs two years with the team only 2020, 2021, and he is already third. I know some people are going to be like, that's too high, but I'm going to tell you right now, I I get it. It's crazy to have a guy who's only played two seasons with the teams so far, you know, ranked and going into year three, of course, but ranked third all time in a position already. But you know what? That's what happens when in those two years, you have put together quite literally the two best single season performances in the entire history of the Buffalo Bills franchise. The history. He's put together the best two seasons and it's not even really that close. In 2020, Diggs caught 127 passes for 1,535 yards. And he didn't just set team records for both. He freaking shattered them. Uh, he beat the receptions record by 27 catches and he beat the receiving yardage by nearly 200 yards and for good measure by the way he had eight touchdown catches as well so you're like all right 
great year, maybe a little bit fluky. Well, guess what? No, because last year in 2021, he caught 103 passes, which is second most in franchise history, only behind his total from a year ago. And he had 12, or I'm sorry, 1,227 receiving yards, which is 10th most in franchise history to go along with a career high 10 touchdown catches, which along with many others we've already mentioned, tied for second uh, most single season in Bill's history. He made the Pro Bowl both years. He was a first team All-Pro in 2020, where he led, by the way, 2020. He didn't just lead the team. He didn't just set records. Stefan Diggs led the entire NFL, the whole league, in both um, receptions and receiving yards. So in just two seasons with the Bills, he's already 14th in receiving yards all time, 2,760. And he's already 15th in receptions with uh, 270. So when you produce back-to-back the best seasons ever in the franchise, you get ranked really high. And furthermore, I'll I'll tell you, I mean, I get a feeling that if we do another countdown like this in four or five years from now, Diggs very well may be challenging for top spot of all time. So anyway, I got Stefan Diggs ranked really high despite just playing two seasons at number three. Two more left here. Don't think either of these are a big mystery, but let's proceed. Number two, Eric Moulds. Eric Moles played 10 seasons with the Buffalo Bills, 1996 to 1997. Uh, you know, it's funny. I remember him being drafted. And I remember at the time thinking this guy was going to be a, or was turning into a bus, I should say. Because his first two seasons with the Bills, Eric Moles did next to nothing when it came to uh, receiving. He was a kick returner, but that was not much more than that. Um, anyway, so after doing nothing as a wide receiver his first two years, uh, you know, he was biding his time. Molds absolutely exploded in his third season. Um, that year, he caught 67 passes for three, 1,368 yards and nine touchdowns, and that was his third season. And again, it started a stretch where he was easily the best wide receiver on this football team, and he was also uh, one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. That's what he became. Um, Eric Bowles went on to have over a thousand yards receiving three more times, including 94 catches for 1,326 yards in 2000. And then at that time, he set a franchise record with hundred catches, hundred catches on the dot. The first receiver in the history of the franchise to have triple digit hit catches, which has only been matched since by Stefan Diggs. Um, and he had 1,292 yards in 2002 to go over 10 touchdowns. And then he had 88 catches for 1,043 yards in 2004. He also had two more seasons of over 900 yards, including 994. He fell just six yards short of what, a bit, what would have been five 1,000-yard seasons. Um, we all know about the playoff game against Miami where he was literally unstoppable, 240 receiving yards when Doug Flutie was chucking the ball to him. Um, Eric Bowles is finishing the top 10 in the NFL in receptions three different times. Um, he's finishing the top 10 in receiving yards three different times. Eric Bowles has made three Pro Bowls. He owns two of the top three and three of the top five single season, single season receiving yards um, in Buffalo Bills single season history. And he's got two of the top four in receptions, trailing, of course, again, only Stephon Diggs 
his past two seasons. Before Stephon Diggs, Eric Molds owned the first and second uh, most receptions in the history of the franchise. Anyway, he's second all-time in receptions with 675. Um, he's second in receiving yards with 9,096. And also second in touchdown receptions with 48. Uh, last point with Eric Molds. Many people think, and I think they would have a, a fair point, that he's actually the most talented Buffalo Bills wide receiver ever. And when you look at his numbers and all that he done, you, you, you got to wonder at some point, what do you think this guy would have done if he would have played with uh, upper tier quarterbacks more consistently uh, than he did? But anyway, Eric Molds, a very strong number two. Before we get to number one real quick here, um, I want to give honorable mention to a couple guys. Uh, Marlon Briscoe, who just recently passed away. Uh, Haven Moses, J.D. Hill, and a guy who just had three really good years. Say what you will about the off-field stuff over the past year or so, but Cole Beasy was a very good Buffalo Bills wide receiver and certainly deserves mention. All right, before we get to number one, let's run down these uh, last nine again. Number 10 was Jerry Butler. Nine was Frank Lewis. Eight, James Lofton. Seven, Bob Chandler. Six, Stevie Johnson. Five, Lee Evans. Four, Albert Dabinian. Three, Stephon Diggs. Two, Eric Moulds. And of course, coming in at number one, we have Andre Reed. Andre Reed spent 15 years with the Buffalo Bills. 1985 to 1999 before wrapping up his career in Washington. Uh, Andre Reed is a fourth round rookie out of Cootstown. Arguably, and you're not going to get an argument from me, the best value draft pick in the entire history of the franchise. Sorry, I had to get a drink of water there. <clears throat> Andre Reed had at least 65 catches seven different times as the Buffalo Bill. He went over 1,000 yards four different times. His best two years were in 1989, where he caught a then-franchise record, 88 passes for 1,312 yards, nine touchdowns, and then franchise records in 1994. He had career highs of 90 catches for uh, 1,303 yards and eight touchdowns. He's the Bills' all-time leader, in pretty much every major wide receiver stat category there is. And in fact, not only is he the leader, none are really close. Um, number one all-time in receptions with 941, which is well over 250 more than anyone else. Uh, he's number one in receiving yards with 13,095, which is nearly 4,000 more than anyone else. And he's number one with 86 touchdown catches, which is 38 more than anyone else. Uh, beyond, you know, the numbers, Andrew Reed was just a model of consistency for the Buffalo Bills when he played. Uh, he's a seven-time Pro Bowler. And, oh yeah, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. Again, this, this isn't one for overthinking, folks. Maybe someday, if he plays another five, six years with the Bills and he maintains, you know, these amazing numbers he's putting up right now, maybe someday... Andre Reed or, or um, Stefan Diggs will find his way to the top. But right now, Andre Reed is the GOAT when it comes to uh, Buffalo Bills receivers. And I, I really don't think it's very close either. So there you have it. Top 10 wide receivers in Buffalo Bills history. Um, coming up, 
I'll let you know what's going to be uh, for the rest of the schedule. Actually, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, July 6th, we're going to be doing tight ends. Then next Monday, the 11th, we're going to do offensive line. Now we're doing offensive tackle and interior offensive line is two separate lists, but I'm going to put them both on the same show. So offensive line separately on Monday, the 11th. Then on Tuesday, the 12th, we're going to count down defensive ends. Hmm. I wonder who might be number one there. Thursday, the 14th, defensive tackles. And then the following week, which will be the last one before camp, we're going to have a podcast every single day that week. On Monday, the 18th, we're going to do linebackers. Tuesday, the 19th, we're doing corners. Wednesday, the uh, 20th, we're doing safeties. Thursday, the 21st, we're doing special teams. And then Friday is our regular Casual Friday show that I do every week with Joe Yurden. Casual Friday with Joe Yurden's every Friday. So, you know, these are all I consider these like extra bonus episodes, these top 10 countdowns. But that doesn't change our, our Friday show with Joe. Um, That's our, our normal uh, thing. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. Again, if you, uh, if you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and do that on Apple or Spotify on the audio side. Again, make sure... You uh, go to Talking Buffalo Podcast YouTube channel, hit subscribe, that little bell there. Really, really trying hard to grow that channel. Um, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Pat Moran Tweets. Thank you so much for checking us out. Appreciate each and every single one of you. And actually, I'll be back with another episode. Counting down tight ends tomorrow. Take care, guys.